Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Vulnerability Hangover podcast. I am your host, Nikki, and this is our emotional support pup, Enzo. He's very snuggled up to me. I think he can sense a little bit of my anxiety today. This episode is going to be very anxiety-inducing for me just because it's a very sensitive topic, it's a very vulnerable topic, and it's also a very controversial topic for a lot of people. I'm going to take the beginning of this episode a little bit slower. Right now, we are going to start off by pulling from our gratitude slash affirmation deck. With Enzo's help, of course, he's got to figure what's going on. Are you going to help me today, bud? Choose the card, choose which one. What is our affirmation today? I focus my energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Well, you guys already know every single episode that I pull from this deck, it feels very much relevant to stuff that we're talking about. Out with the old, in with the new. That's kind of something that happens in this situation i don't really know i have no notes for today so everything is going off memory this particular situation feels like it's tattooed behind my eyelids it's like engraved in my frontal lobe i can remember every single part of this entire situation, which is why it is so anxiety-inducing to me, but um, I think this episode is going to be also very healing for me as well. I've healed from this current situation, but there are still some things that I have a hard time with talking about, and if I get a little bit emotional, like I already feel like I'm getting emotional with this episode, and I haven't gotten emotional with any of these episodes, so this one's very close to my heart. Got my smoky quartz with me as well for a little bit of extra support today, and I just realized I didn't even talk about what I'm drinking today. So I'm drinking a watermelon poppy probiotic. I'm pretty sure I've drank this one before in one of my episodes but you guys know how much i love my poppy and my awesome star drink so this is going to be very nice to sip on okay guys let's get into it before i start off talking about what i'm about to talk about I would like for anyone who has opinions that are very negative about the specific topic to please keep an open mind. I know for a lot of people this is a controversial topic, which is why I've put it off to be the fifth episode right in the middle of my 10 episodes or 10 solo episodes. But yeah, just please keep an open mind and please be kind because this is something that was a very hard experience for me to go through. And, you know, I'm still dealing with, I don't want to say the consequences of it, but I'm still dealing with the remaining emotions that I have. I'm not going to start off this episode crying, so I gotta get in the right headspace for it. I also want to give a trigger warning. I'm going to go in detail about my experience and it's going to be very graphic yeah so basically trigger warning uh there's graphic content that is included in this episode 
and gosh i'm so nervous to talk about this all right let's just go from the top back in august of 2021 i got pregnant i was 23 and this pregnancy was not planned whatsoever i mean i guess you could say it was planned because like literally right before that i was joking with my partner and i was like oh what if we like just had a baby and i'm not on birth control whatsoever i've had terrible experiences with birth control i'll probably have an episode about that but I didn't use like any form of protection it was just basically the pull and pray (laughs) to be just extremely blunt about it and we were not planning on having kids at this time but at the same time we weren't being super cautious about it um I also wasn't being very smart about tracking my ovulation and in that time frame I was ovulating and didn't even realize it. I can literally remember the exact date which it happened. It was August 8th, 2021. Fun fact, if you take a plan B when you're ovulating, the plan B doesn't work. That was my experience with it. How I found out I was pregnant, it was like this weird feeling. I kind of knew that there was something off about my period because normally my period would be relatively consistent it was at least every 28 days my period was kind of irregular i think at that time i was kind of going through a lot of stress so i just basically blamed me missing my period on having a lot of stress i had also gotten the c word shot i'm not gonna say it because don't want to get in trouble or violate any community guidelines but i was having a pretty irregular period but i just knew deep down something was off about it a month had passed and i hadn't had my period on the normal day that i pretty much predicted it i was just kind of showing some signs of pregnancy but it wasn't anything extreme like i didn't have any morning sickness right off the bat but i was having heartburn and i don't normally have heartburn with any type of food and everything was giving me heartburn so that was kind of a weird sign that i had i ignored it of course and then in early september i went up to washington and was celebrating my partner's uh, sister's birthday and i was drinking and it was really hard for me to like hold down alcohol even if it was just like one drink and i was like oh maybe it's just too sugary but there was definitely something that was super odd like i wanted to gag every time i like took a shot or was like drinking i just overall felt kind of crappy but like i said at that time i wasn't showing any signs of like morning sickness or anything like that my partner didn't go up with me to this birthday party surprise thing so he wasn't there to really be around me and you know, all that stuff. So I was just kind of texting him and telling him like, yeah, I kind of feel like there is something weird going on. I haven't gotten my period, but I am getting a lot of cramps. So I think my period's probably coming soon. So when I came back from that trip, I decided, you know, I haven't had my period, so might as well just like take a pregnancy test. So I took it. He was in the bathroom and I had already seen the results so i 
oh god this sucks so i like laid the pregnancy test out on the counter for him to flip over and see and they both were like the um digital one that tells you i think pretty much right away and it said that i was pregnant on both of them and then i think i took a third one and that one had two lines so i was very much pregnant and him and i talked about it it was like a very hard topic because i've always wanted to be a mom but at that time we weren't really in a good situation to raise a kid and we had talked about it briefly before never really like in detail because you always think like oh this will never happen to me but ended up happening and he was just like you know i don't think we're ready to have a kid i think you need to be thinking about terminating the pregnancy and of course this was like really hard for me to hear because like i said i've always wanted to be a mom so you know i went back and forth with it at the end of the day it's my body it's my choice like whether or not i can go forward with this pregnancy but at that time i felt like i couldn't raise a kid really without my partner i was just not in the financial situation to be honest i mentally probably couldn't have handled having a kid at the time there was a lot of stressful events that were going on in our life so it was just kind of a hard discussion to have i didn't at that time i was only probably about three weeks pregnant i didn't set up an appointment to go see a doctor right away because i was still internally going back and forth on whether I wanted to terminate the pregnancy or not. My partner absolutely did not want to have a kid. I don't even think he wants to have kids. That was just something that he had talked to me about before. Like he didn't even know if he wanted to have kids or not. He was super against keeping this pregnancy. That was like a big fight that him and I had was me wanting to keep the baby and him not wanting to keep the baby. There were a couple of times where he was like, you know, I'm going back and forth with it in my head as well, but I think the right thing to do would be just to terminate the pregnancy. But I fought really hard to you know be able to keep the baby and that was like a huge fight that we had like i said i've always wanted to be a mom and i felt like that was like at the time my only opportunity to have a baby i mean obviously that's not true i mean i don't know i don't know if i'll be able to have a kid in the future pregnancy is like not rare in my family but it's very difficult my family has like a history of miscarriages so i knew that that would be a factor eventually that i could have to deal with but anyways it like a week passed and i decided to make an appointment with ohsu i didn't want to go through planned parenthood because i didn't want to go through the like shameful experience of like going into the Planned Parenthood and dealing with the people who protest outside every single day and just like having basically salts get poured into my wounds of like knowing that 
I'm not going to be continuing this pregnancy. Um, so I set up that appointment, and after I set up that appointment, I was super, super emotional. Um, I felt very isolated because he didn't want me to talk to anyone about it because he, quite frankly, was ashamed of it and knew that if his family found out about it, that they probably wouldn't agree with it. I felt like I couldn't talk to my family about it. I don't really know why. I think it's just more so like the amount of like shame that you feel with like knowing you're you fucked up by not doing the right thing to like prevent the pregnancy and I just like felt a lot of shame and I didn't know anyone that had gone through that experience so I just felt very alone in that time period and my pregnancy symptoms like kept getting worse I ended up feeling extremely sick all the time I couldn't eat so much stuff was like grossing me out so I couldn't eat a lot of food I basically lived off toast and vegan protein shakes because I just felt so nauseous all the time. I was having severe hormone headaches. The cramping was excruciating. Before I found out I was pregnant, the cramping that I thought were from me getting ready to start my period was actually from my, um, I believe it's your uterus stretching. So that was very much painful. And then there was just like all these other symptoms that kind of sucked, like the heartburn. I never threw up or anything, but I was like very nauseous all the time. So I always had to have like saltines and everything. It was just a very dark period of time. I felt very distant with my partner just because in a way I felt like I didn't have a choice in the matter. That was like the main topic that we had arguments about in that time period, like me wanting to keep it. Like I would threaten that I was just gonna go and run away and have the baby, not like I had the financial means to do that because I was so financially dependent on him and and there was just a lot of stuff and when I said that he told me that it wasn't right because I was taking away his opportunity to be a father so me saying that I wanted to you know leave him and raise the kid was taking away his opportunity to be a father but I felt like him pressuring me so much into terminating the pregnancy was him ripping away my opportunity to be a mother. So, eventually it came to the point of uh, me going to that initial appointment and... I was around six or seven weeks, I believe, along, which is like in that time period when you're supposed to be terminating the pregnancy. And when I went to OHSU in that time, it was still pandemic was going on and they wouldn't allow your partner to be in the room with you when you're in your appointment 
so he went with me to it and I basically had to go into the office alone which was very vulnerable for me because one the doctor I had never met before these weren't my normal gynecologist so it was a male doctor who was a lot older and I was by myself and of course like no one knew that I was going through this experience except for my partner so I just felt really alone in that appointment. They said that I could FaceTime my partner and everything, but the service was really bad, so I wasn't able to have him on FaceTime with me. The entire appointment was extremely uncomfortable. I, for one, was going into that appointment knowing that this is not something that I wanted to do whatsoever, and two, I felt ashamed because this was something that I could have prevented and I also felt like a lot of jealousy because there was a lot of women that were in there with their partners that were pregnant and they were they looked really happy and that's what I wanted I wanted to have a happy little family and be excited about being pregnant but um anyways in the appointment i was just like so uncomfortable this doctor was i know he was really trying to be kind but there was a thing that was said in the appointment that just made it even worse for me around that time was around the time that there was like the first sign of Roe v. Wade being overturned. There was something going on in Texas and that was what was brought up in conversation with this doctor. Literally as he's inserting the ultrasound into my fucking vagina, he says, isn't it really sad what's going on in Texas right now? You must feel so enraged, like you must feel so upset about this whole thing meaning like i must feel so uncomfortable that i have this opportunity to terminate my pregnancy while other women are having their rights taken away he's saying all this while i'm getting a fucking ultrasound to terminate my pregnancy on top of the fact that i'm struggling with do i want to even go through with this termination i just had to really bite my tongue and just sit there and watch and of course they show you the ultrasound they take the ultrasound pictures and they give them to you i'm sure that that's like a way for them to have you you know really think about the decision they talk about the side effects that you could have i chose to do the pill they offered to do the dnc that day but as some women probably know our healthcare when it comes to women's pain is just like completely overlooked they were willing to do that on a mild sedation so i literally would be taking uh tylenol and be having invasive surgery with little to no sedation and i just wasn't going to put my body through that type of pain so i opted for the pill and they took my blood and said when do you plan on taking this first medication and i told them that 
I was planning on doing it on a Thursday. They said, okay, this is the first pill that you take and after you take this pill there's no going back like it's automatically an abortion and they said that I take the next one on a Saturday or the following Saturday. After my appointment I picked up the medication and I went home. The car ride was so silent I wanted to cry, but I knew that I couldn't because it would upset my partner. I'm sure he felt some empathy towards me, but it felt very cold. Like, he, I don't know, maybe was hiding his feelings towards it, or maybe he was just trying to be strong for me. I don't know, but I just felt so isolated. I felt so alone. And we went home. And then on Thursday, there was an event that I was doing for his company that I was like helping with, which was also the same day that I had to take the first medication. So right before I took the medication, I asked him again, is this the right thing to do? And he said yes. And I took the first pill and just had to pretend like nothing was going on through that entire event. Like, I didn't just take the first pill that was to terminate my pregnancy. Luckily, with that event, it was pretty busy and I was able to feel a little bit more distracted. But coming home after that, I just all the emotions came rushing through and I just isolated myself and really distanced myself from my partner. And then the next day, which was a Friday, him and I decided that we were gonna go away for the weekend because I didn't wanna, you know, finish the abortion experience at the house. I just didn't want that energy in the house and he agreed that he didn't wanna have that either. So, we took the dog to this little tiny house up to the beach and uh, we decided to do it over there, um, to take the second pill over there. I'm really grateful that we did that just because I knew that it would be hard to like be living in that space knowing that that's where all the trauma was i didn't want the house to hold all that trauma and what was to come so being able to have my pregnancy termination at this beach house away from where we lived was probably the best decision that we made with this entire experience i was instructed to take the second pill and also take a pain medication so within 10 minutes of taking the second pill i immediately felt sick like I felt like I needed to throw up and I couldn't get to the bathroom fast enough so I just threw up all over the sink and I immediately felt this pressure like almost felt like I had to poop it was really bad like I felt this pressure in my stomach so I just sat over the toilet and over the trash can because I thought I was going to throw up again it was just so nauseating and the cramping and pressure that I felt was 
excruciatingly painful. So I guess Willow decided to join us. I think she can kind of sense the anxiety that we got going on. But yeah, I sat over the toilet for literally 15 to 20 minutes. I was sweating. I had chills. I felt nauseous. I felt dizzy. It was just overall not a fun experience. And finally, I felt decent enough to go lay down in bed and then the cramps really started setting in and my gosh the pain that I felt was deafening I have never felt pain like that in my life it was the worst cramps I've ever had I had a heating pad on I had taken the pain medication I was in tears it was like something I have never experienced before and I hope I will never have to experience that pain and then eventually the abortion happened warning this is going to be extremely graphic going forward i immediately knew that the termination was happening like i felt the intense cramps and then of course like there was blood everywhere i run over to the toilet and everything comes out like i'm it was just it looked like a crime scene seriously i was in so much pain in over the toilet just like it was just coming out i was losing so much blood like i've never seen that amount of blood in my life then after being over the toilet with this freaking crime scene i decide i need to take a shower like i need to put myself in the shower and get in hot water because like i'm cold now i'm getting hot and cold flashes so i go walk literally a couple feet to the shower and my vision starts going white and it looks almost kind of like galaxy like i'm gonna pass out so i'm holding on to the shower curtain and enzo of course is right next to me because he's my little guy and he always knows by the way enzo is literally standing by me this entire time i just held on to enzo as i walked into the shower and enzo sat right outside the shower waiting for me and there was just blood everywhere and then eventually i felt decent enough to go and lay down in the bed again so i wrap myself in a towel put those big old pads on that they give you and i went and laid in the bed and enzo walked with me over to the bed and i just laid down and tried to get myself to go to sleep i was so nauseous i couldn't eat anything i could barely keep water down luckily i only threw up that one time but i was just battling the pain and luckily the pain med kicked in and so i was able to sleep it off the next morning i was still cramping but i wasn't bleeding as much so i knew that the tissue or whatever had mostly passed we decided that we weren't gonna go to the beach or anything that it just didn't feel right to kind of be celebrating this experience going to the beach isn't really celebrating but it felt wrong to just go and hang out at the beach so we decided to go and grab some food and head back to our house after that whole experience and it was a very 
sad. It was very sad. The energy, the entire car ride home was off. I think him and I both were extremely sad. I think I was mostly sad, but I think that he was relieved, but felt bad that he felt relieved. And he probably was like sad that I had to go through that experience. But, you know, I I tried my best to be strong and not show how upset and like hurt I was about this whole experience. And then when we went home, he wanted to go and play video games with his brother. And all I wanted to do is lay on the couch with him and be held. Because I felt so alone and I couldn't talk to anyone about it. So him and I got in a big fight because I didn't want him to, you know, ignore me. Even though I'm sure he just wanted to go and process it away from me. But... All I wanted to do was, all I wanted to do was, like, just be held by him, and I think that hard, that when we got in that fight, I felt myself slipping away from our relationship and it made me slowly fall out of love for him because I felt like he didn't care. Maybe he did care. He just had a hard time processing the entire thing and he just needed time. But what I needed at that time was just for him to just be there. Even though he was with me at the beach. And you know, tried his best to take care. I just wanted time to, I just wanted to slow down and feel everything that I was feeling and process it together because it was a decision that we made together, even though it's not necessarily that decision that I wanted. It was still something that we did. I, I was just so hurt by it. And then, of course, the next day, had work as usual, and had to act like everything was fine, and like I wasn't still cramping, and I wasn't still bleeding, and I wasn't still, you know, going through this, like, weird hormonal thing. I was supposed to have a surgery the following November, and... Obviously, we had the pregnancy termination in September or mid-September. So, I wasn't able to go through that surgery because I was still showing signs of pregnancy. After having a miscarriage or a pregnancy termination, you can still have, like, I believe it's high HCG levels. So, it still will show that you're pregnant. And since the levels were so high, I wasn't able to go through with the surgery and I had to have my 
surgery pushed out. So I had my follow-up with the doctors again, and this time I saw a female doctor, which was a huge relief. They do the ultrasound again, and they found that there's still remaining tissue, so they suggested that I take another uh, round of the pills. So I had to take another round of the abortion medication. This time around, it didn't come out right away. There was a couple days where there was just like light bleeding, and then it was like a probably three or four days later where I had like another huge purge of tissue and lots of bleeding all over again. Unfortunately, my partner was out of town. When I was passing the tissue again, I was all by myself. My sister was going to come over and I had kind of talked to her about what I had gone through and stuff. I was really depressed and like I said, I couldn't talk to anyone about what was going on so I felt super isolated. Another thing that sucked too is I was watching some of my friends have babies while I was going through this dreadful, shameful, heartbreaking experience. They were getting excited about getting ready to conceive and I was extremely happy for them, of course, but it did suck. I felt jealous. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be excited about my pregnancy and this life that I wanted with my partner, and I didn't have that, so it was very hard to see my friends get to experience that type of joy, and I I felt envious of that, and I didn't want to talk to them about it and, you know, make them feel bad or... it's not their fault either for how I felt about my experience. I felt isolated, truly. So when my sister came over about 15 minutes before, I had passed out on my stairs because of so much blood loss. I literally fainted and it was so painful. And then, you know, when I kind of came to out of it Enzo was freaking out and he didn't know what to do so he's all trying to wake me up and whatnot and sounds really dramatic I literally crawled my way to my bathroom and just sat over the toilet I didn't even cry because I just felt so numb I'm like this sucks my partner isn't here to hold my hand through this no one really knows what's going on with me and so I just sat in the bathroom for an hour until my sister got there and was just like this sucks what is this gonna do to me mentally you know i didn't even know what to think but luckily i was able to kind of like distract myself from the trauma and all that with my sister being there and that was really nice to have her stay while he was gone anyways he came back from his trip and i was still bleeding and i had to go in for blood testing because my levels were so low and that time around my levels were extremely low i was severely anemic they were like if the next time you come in and there are still this low you have to have a blood transfusion i started taking iron supplements i believe they had me go on a prenatal to like really get my levels back up taking a bunch of different medications to you know help improve and get rid of my anemia. Three weeks had passed and I was still passing tissue. I had no follow-up appointment, so I decided to call the doctor again. They had me come in, although they were like, are you sure? They were trying to like make an excuse of why it was probably fine. I knew deep down there was something 
weird going on. So luckily I was able to get in that week to have an appointment with them. And sure enough, when they went back in to do the ultrasound, there was still remaining tissue in there. And there was so much remaining tissue that it lit up my entire womb area like a freaking Christmas tree. So they're like, you're going to need to have a DNC this time. And they're like, we can take you in right away. But of course, they don't sedate you for that. And I was like, can you get me in today with so I can get put under or something like that? And they're like, we really need to get this out of you. Let me call and see what we can do. They weren't able to get me in that day, so they scheduled me for the following morning. So I went home knowing that there's basically necrotic tissue inside of me. I don't know if that's the right word, but essentially rotting tissue inside of me. And I was scared, like, what if this tissue makes it so I can't have a baby? What if they're is scar tissue build up and you know there's so much unknown and they tell you all these scary things so i'm talking to my partner about it and he's like you're gonna be fine like don't worry about it we'll just take you to the hospital the next day and so the next day i'm not allowed to eat anything can't drink anything because i'm going into surgery so around 11 o'clock i go in for surgery but first we had to go and drop off his car to get the windows tinted and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's a part of the story that happens that just literally sends me over the edge. So I'm sitting in the hospital waiting for the surgery essentially. The doctors are coming in and out and then eventually they go and put the IV in me and the IV is bad or something about it is bad. They keep poking my hand to get the IV going or the cannula is not working. So they literally poked my hand three different times and then they had to move over to the other hand and then the other hand didn't work because the cannulas were all like messed up. I guess they had a bad batch or something like that. So they had to put the IV in my arm. So I'm just like got bruises all over my hand. I'm getting poked all over the place. I'm waiting hours to get, you know, checked in for surgery because they squeezed me in for that day. This entire time, my partner's more worried about picking his car up rather than what I'm going through. So I'm sitting here hungry and anxious and sick and tired of like going through this experience. Meanwhile, my partner is telling me, when is this going to happen? Because I need to go and pick up my car. I don't want to leave it in Portland overnight because you just never know, blah, blah, blah. So he's more stressed out about the car than what I'm going through. So eventually, I'm just like, you know what, whatever, just go and pick up the car. So he leaves to go drop the truck off at the house uber over to where his car is drive the car back and then drive back to the hospital so that took over two hours and i'm just sitting in the hospital by myself (laughs) by myself i'm sitting in the hospital by myself not talking to a single person feeling extremely isolated staring at a fucking ceiling waiting for my partner to get back and waiting to get checked in for surgery i can't remember whether he came back 
within the amount of time to see me before I got checked in. Honestly, I was probably too pissed off to even want to like say anything to him, but I went in for my surgery and it felt like it was three seconds and then I came back and got out of surgery. When I was starting to wake up from the anesthesia, I was super, super freaking emotional. They ended up taking the tissue in for testing because it was kind of a rare experience that I had to go through like two different pills to purge the tissue and then to have the DNC. And yeah, they removed everything. They assured me that I wouldn't have any issues with getting pregnant in the future. If so, there's obviously treatments that you can do to unclog your tubes, but they said that the chances of that happening with me are pretty slim. Do I trust them? I don't really know because after going through that experience, it made me feel like I couldn't trust the doctors whatsoever. So after that, him and I went and picked up some food and then went back home and I just literally laid there with cramps for another week or so. I didn't have another period for like three months, which was really weird for me. And ever since then, my period has been super irregular. Yeah, that is the story about my pregnancy termination and how it was very traumatic for me. And quite honestly, I think that was when I knew that I was no longer in love with my partner. I think just going through that entire experience, it made me fall out of love with him just because one, I felt so isolated and two, I also felt that it wasn't my choice even though at the end of the day, it is my body, it is my choice, but I felt a lot of pressure to not go through with the pregnancy because he had the upper hand ultimately. He was the more financially stable one. The timing definitely sucked. Looking back on it now, I wouldn't change that experience at all. I think it made me realize a lot of things like this partner probably isn't for me, and we're on two different pages. I didn't go to therapy immediately after that because for me personally, I think therapy only works when you need it to. I wasn't ready to go open up and talk about that experience, so I never ended up going to therapy until him and I broke up, and then after that experience, I was able to really dive deep into healing that part of me. It took me so long because I wanted to just kind of push it down and figure it out by myself but i think ultimately all that trauma made me resent him and that could have been where our downfall was so yeah that was an experience that i had i think it was the right thing to do i don't think him and i were in a good spot to be parents I think he was more focused on building things out for himself and building out a future and I was young, I'm still young, and I was not healed from, you know, my childhood. There's a lot of things that I needed to work on and I still need to work on before I decide to become a mother. This experience proved to me that I absolutely want to be a mom and going through therapy now and dealing with it and healing from this i know what i want and i know that i'm going to be a good mother because of this experience i know that i'm going to unconditionally love my child but you know there are times where i think about 
what it could have been. I'm not going to lie. It's It replays in my head a lot. When the first Mother's Day passed, I was distraught. That actually was my due date, was Mother's Day of 2022. So that was very hard for me. And I went through that alone. And then the August of 2022 was, of course, a reminder of when I conceived. And then in September, it was like a reminder of like when I found out I was pregnant. Yeah, it was just very hard to go through that overall experience. I think I know I would have been able to be a good mom, but I think that my future child is going to thank me for going through that experience and like really focusing on healing myself. Had I not gone through that experience, had I not gone through that breakup, I wouldn't be where I am today in my healing journey. I wouldn't be doing this podcast probably. I just hope that other women don't have to go through the same experience that I did through abortion, but I do think that having this form of healthcare is extremely important. I think women deserve to have the right. I think it's absolutely absurd that other people think that they have the right to control what women do with their bodies. Do you really want someone who doesn't feel like they're a fit parent to be a parent to raise the next generation? No, it's it's just not right. That's why I forgive my ex for really putting the pressure on me to go through abortion. He wasn't ready and why would I force him to be a father? I didn't want to take away that experience for him. I hope that you guys can take something from this episode, whether it be change of heart, change of an opinion when it comes to women's health care, or just awareness to be more careful when it comes to preventing pregnancy. And I hope it also opens up the conversation for people and their partners, whether it be their sexual partners or their intimate partners, whatever it is. If you're not ready to have a child, do yourself a favor to do stuff to prevent going through an unwanted pregnancy. Women have a right to do whatever they want with their bodies and men play a huge part about it too. I wish that there was better forms of male birth control out there. I know that they're really trying to do that Actually, one of the doctors encouraged us to go through a paid trial of male form birth control. So that was something that we had talked about too. It was too soon to go through another possible pregnancy experience because, you know, they can't guarantee 100% prevention of pregnancy when it comes to the male birth control. And also, this goes for men. If you have a partner that's not on birth control, you are equal in preventing a pregnancy, an unwanted pregnancy as well. Whether it be a vasectomy, wear a condom. I really encourage wearing condoms, especially with like how rampant STDs are. Just please do what you can to prevent a pregnancy because an abortion is not a great form of birth control. And I'm not judging for going and using it as a form of birth control. I'm just saying from my experience personally, it was traumatic and painful and putting that kind of stuff in your body is not healthy. There's tons of ways that you can do your part in preventing a unwanted pregnancy. Anyways, I hope this episode encourages other women to come forward and talk about their experiences with pregnancy termination. 
I also hope it brought a lot more insight to what it's like to go through that experience. My experience is not like every single person. I have talked to other women that have gone through something similar. I've also talked to women who say that they didn't have a experience like this at all. Like they had a pretty easy pregnancy termination. So not everyone goes through exactly what I went through but this is something that can happen. I just want to shed light on that. I also want to say that doctor that said that thing about Texas banning abortions as he's giving me an ultrasound, he no longer practices. I'm very thankful for that, that no woman has to experience that. I'm going to end the podcast episode here. Please remember to be kind and gentle to yourself. If you're going through a hard experience, don't feel pressure by other people to immediately go into therapy. I'm a strong believer that therapy only works if you actually want to go to therapy. While I encourage going to therapy, going through an experience like this, I don't think that you should go and do it if you don't feel like it's right. And also, no one should have to go through this type of experience alone reach out to another person, reach out to me. I'm always here to listen. And if you know someone that has gone through this experience and is struggling with it, I encourage you to share this episode with them and know that I'm here for you and you're not alone. If being a mother is something that you want in your future, or being a father is something that you want in your future, it can happen. There's so many different ways that you can go about being a parent. And I applaud a lot of people who raise children. I know that it's probably extremely difficult. And hopefully one of these days I'll hop on the podcast and have a beautiful pregnancy announcement because of course, like I said, I want to be a mother as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to rate review, subscribe, share to anyone who you think would be interested in this podcast, and I will see you all in my next episode. And don't worry, the next episode will be a lot lighter. Okay, love you. Bye!